For one of the world's most successful models, it's hard to comprehend that a cover with Vogue could do so much reputational damage, but that is precisely what happened to Gigi Hadid. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcasts, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Three Zara McDonald. Yeah, and look, I think it goes without saying, but we really should say it. If you're starting with this episode, do not go back to part one and work your way up. This is part three of four. Yeah, absolutely. We will give a little refresher. Let's briefly recap what we covered in episode two. To be honest, guys, I need these refreshers because with four part series, I feel like we cover so much stuff. It's also one of those things where I also sort of forget what we've said or what we haven't said. Because we've been in this and we've been helping our researcher Eilish with this for so like for months so yeah. it's hard to know sometimes I forget what episodes we've recorded and what we haven't oh, it's like is that a thought or something that I have said yes anyway we sort of spoke a lot Mish about Gigi and Cody Simpson's relationship and how they got together in the last ep they were reportedly so infatuated with each other that they had to be instructed to stop <laughs> kissing on the set of his music video for the song Surfboard. Surfboard, yes. We also talked about Yolanda's escalating treatments for what she refers to as chronic Lyme. Now, that is a condition that isn't actually recognised by medical bodies, despite doctors finding free-floating silicon from a burst breast implant that Yolanda says they believed was the cause of many of her health symptoms. Yolanda maintained that it was chronic Lyme that was causing her to feel unwell. She did get an explant to remove the free-floating silicon from her body by but her symptoms, she said, persisted. By this point in time, her Real Housewives castmates were starting to throw around the term Munchausen's, which essentially describes a condition where someone's mind manifests physical symptoms. There actually isn't a cause of them outside of that. Now, that is a term that Yolanda found deeply offensive. Soon after the word Munchausen started popping up on the show, the Daily Beast published a piece by a doctor that argued chronic Lyme is not a legitimate condition. Yeah, now around this time, Yolanda also went through a pretty highly publicised divorce with David Foster. In the last episode, we also talked about Bella Hadid, who also had just started modelling and found herself in the headlines for getting a DUI at the age of 17. Yolanda discovering this news was actually covered in The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We also spoke about the fact that Bella Hadid had just started dating The weekend at the Mm. end of her sort of teenage years. Yeah, we wrapped up the episode by touching upon the biggest milestone in Gigi Hadid's career to date. She was walking for Victoria's Secret. Now, she had actually tried to get that gig a couple of times, had been rejected, got called up for the runway in 2015. We also told you at the end of that episode that 2015 wasn't just a massive year in terms of Gigi Hadid's career. It was also a massive year for her love life. Yeah, so shall we go back and talk about that? Mish, we are going to rewind to 2015 and talk about when Gigi really became a bona fide celeb. All right, Zara. So 2015 was really the year that Gigi Hadid's romantic relationships were all over the news cycle. Now, we did touch on Cody Simpson. We know that these two were dating, that they were very public about dating, but they were also very on again, off again as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, they broke up for good on May 9, 2015, and Gigi's rep provided this statement on the split to the media. They love each other dearly and have split up in the hopes that growing on their own paths will bring them together in the future. 
future. They remain friends with no hard feelings and are each other's biggest supporters. Isn't that an interesting statement to say they've broken up, but they're hoping to eventually get back together, I guess? It's very symptomatic of the on-again, off-again nature of their relationship, right? Like, even though they were confirming they'd broken up, they weren't ready to actually... Do formally it. split completely. And it's one thing, I think, to have that feeling inside of you, which I think most people will have had at some point when you split with someone, but still sort of have the hope that you make your way back together. It's another to tell the whole world that. Yeah, 100%. Now, Cody, for his part, gave a kind of specific reason for their breakup. Speaking to DeJure at the time, he said, the highly publicized thing made me uncomfortable. Going out to dinner and there being all this paparazzi and stuff, as soon as we split, I had the realization that I was straying away from who I was as a whole person. I want to keep it low key and focus on my music. The split was an amicable, mutual decision. So on May 13, 2015, just four days after the official breakup with Cody, Gigi was actually spotted hanging out with Joe Jonas in LA, Mish. Yeah, we didn't have anything to prove that these two were romantic for about a month. On June 5, TMZ published photos of Gigi and Joe cozying up together at a restaurant. In the images, Gigi is kissing Joe's hand. Like they are, they're more than friends. Yes, absolutely. And then in one of the more unfortunate sort of celebrity events, a couple of weeks after that photo of her kissing Joe's hand hit the media, Gigi and Cody Simpson were coincidentally seated next to each other (laughs) on a flight from Toronto after the Much Music Awards, which they both attended. This is just so good. Cody actually shared a selfie of him and Gigi sitting next to each other on the plane. He shared it to Snapchat, which is the most 2015 thing ever, with the caption, when you get seated next to your ex on a plane. Gigi looks quite, dare I say, downtrodden in this photo. Yeah, I agree with that. But I I wonder why, I mean, looking back, I wondered why they posted this. And then part of me was genuinely like, I wonder if they didn't and people had spotted them. They would assume that they're back together or it might complicate things with Gigi's new relationship. So they thought, let's get on the front foot. I agree. To not confuse people. A hundred percent. So, I mean, it's quite funny. Now, as we said, four days between Gigi and Cody announcing their split and her being seen out with Joe Jonas, fans loved Gigi and Joe together. They called them G.I. Joe, (laughs) which took me way too long to get. You turned to me when we were researching this and you went, I don't get it. What do you mean? I'm like, well, Gigi, G.I., And And Joe. And I was like, that makes sense. Now, this was something that Gigi totally lent into as well. In pap shots of her and Joe from June that year, she was wearing a shirt with G.I. written across it in black font. Now, when they were together, they were pretty public about it. And then 20-year-old Gigi and 26-year-old Joe very notably featured on Taylor Swift's Instagram in that now pretty well-known post (laughs) showing Joe, Gigi, Taylor Swift, her then-boyfriend Calvin Harris and Carly Kloss on a boat on London's River Thames. Yeah. However, by November 2015, Joe and Gigi were done. A source told Us Weekly that the split happened because of their conflicting busy schedules, which I feel like we hear that with 90% of celebrity breakups. They're simply too busy. According to The Mirror, Gigi started dating the former One Directioner Zayn Malik about two weeks after breaking up with Joe. He was more in her age group, though. She was about 20, he was 22. Yeah. And what's most interesting about this is Joe spoke to the media about how quick Gigi had moved on. Commenting on her new relationship with Zayn, Joe said, I think it's interesting she moved on so quickly. 
I mean, it was definitely very quick. <laughs> it's kind of brutal from Joe Jonas. It is pretty brutal from Joe Jonas considering he got together with Gigi pretty soon after she broke up with Cody Simpson. Like a week after. Yeah, like it's, it feels hypocritical. He also then deleted a photo of himself and Zayn sitting next to each other at the Louis Vuitton <laughs> show the year before in Paris. <laughs> so clearly not particularly happy about this. No. So Gigi and Zayn were first spotted together in November 2015, very soon after that G.I. Joe split. Zayn, keep in mind as well, had also ended his engagement to Little Mix singer Perry Edwards in August. So both of them were pretty fresh off the back of breakups. As listeners of our One Direction Scandal series will also remember, 2015 was a very intense year for Zayn, not just because of the split with Perry, but it was also the year that he decided to leave One Direction quite abruptly. Yeah, for sure. Go listen to our One Direction Scandal series if you want to hear more about that. In late December, Zayn posted a black and white Polaroid of himself and Gigi to Instagram, which many took as confirmation that they were officially together. In Jan, so Jan, Jan 2016, the month after, Gigi starred in Zayn's highly anticipated music video for his debut single, Pillow Talk. Now, this is quite quick to be so public. To be in his music video only about a month after you've told people you're together. That's just like a rapid, very public decision to make. For sure. Very zero to 100. Now, in an article titled The Story Behind Pillow Talk, Vogue reported the video, which features boxing female nudes and a lot of exploding floral imagery among a swirl of retro graphics, kaleidoscope and shattered mirror effects, is causing a buzz with its racy undertones. Her and Malik are shown in various intimate clinches. Now, people were obsessed with this music video, I think because how sexy it all was. Mm. And it was clear that Zayn was trying to break away from the boy band One Direction image. And Gigi was a part of that. And then their their relationship was very publicly part of that. And then they were just like very sexy the whole time. Which people were like... I wouldn't say affronted by, but certainly intrigued by. Yeah, for sure. As with all One Direction relationships, I mean, I know Zayn wasn't in the band at this point, but he did have largely a One Direction fan base, right? As with all relationships that the boy band members entered, this copped criticism on social media. So much so that the backlash and negativity about Zayn and Gigi's relationship was actually written about in publications like Refinery29. Refinery29 published a headline, Why are so many people hating on Gigi and Zayn's relationship in March? Yeah, that story written by Morgan Baylor essentially tried to get to the bottom of all the negativity. One exchange included in the piece quoted a user telling Gigi, practice how to walk properly instead of having a new boyfriend every two weeks, to which Gigi replied to that saying, I have dated three guys in three years. Hun, my walk can always get better. I hope the unrelated bitterness in your heart can too. <laughs> I love her. I think one of the most interesting parts about doing these scandal series is realizing how many celebrities were messy in their younger mm. years online. But I also really appreciate this level of messiness. Like, yeah, well, it's not particularly like I say messy, but it's really just clapping back. Absolutely. Despite the negative coverage, in April 2016, Gigi and Zayn continued to lean in. They started in a feature photo shoot for Vogue, which was shot by photographer Mario Testino. Listeners of episode two will remember that is the same photographer who shot Cody and Gigi 
in his towel series a couple of years before. The photo shoot with Gigi and Zayn took place in Naples, Italy. Zara, do you remember these photos? I do remember these photos. But again, I don't think I remembered at the time how few months they'd been dating when they were doing these duo interviews together, which is totally fine. But it is a lot of pressure to put on your relationship when it's that public that quickly. You know what it reminds me of? Hayley and Justin, when they decided, Hayley Bieber and Justin Bieber, when they decided to get married, they did that almost PR tour, did as many interviews and photo shoots and paparazzi moments as possible. Because I think some celebrities almost want to erase their dating history from the months before and go, no, no, this is who I'm with now. I want the public to know about it. This is the most serious relationship. Yeah. In May 2016, they also made their red carpet debut as a couple at the Met Gala in New York. I feel like so many of our listeners will remember these photos. It was under the theme Manus X Machina, fashion in the age of technology. Now, Gigi was in this grey strapless Tommy Hilfiger gown while Zayn wore a black suit with metal arms. I feel like it's the metal arms people will remember. Yeah, and also Gigi had like this silver kind of sequendy bodice in her dress as well. I think together they look like the most cohesive couple, almost that I can remember from the Met Gala red carpet. I agree, particularly with that theme. By mid-2016, they both seem to be sort of really making strides in their respective careers, particularly given Zayn had left One Direction. Mm. Like, he was doing pretty well. For sure. Let's check in with Yolanda, though. By May 2016, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 6 had just finished airing. In the reunion episodes for that season, the cast discussed Yolanda divorce from David Foster and the housewives continue to speculate about Yolanda's illness. We're not going to do a blow-by-blow analysis of season six of the show, but we will recap what went on in this three-part reunion because it's probably a pretty handy summation of the drama that went on. Yolanda's divorce was one of the bigger talking points throughout the reunion. She told her other castmates, you cannot underestimate how much it takes for a man to take care of someone who's sick all the time. David didn't change. I'm the one who changed. Yeah, now, as we mentioned, it was around this time in the show that the other cast members of Real Housewives started to speculate that Yolanda had Munchausen's. Reflecting on season six in her memoir, Yolanda wrote, it was a painful experience to watch a bunch of desperate adult women run over dead bodies to get what they thought was a great show. She's not backwards and coming forwards. No. So I read that to be that they were kind of concocting this narrative about her having Munchausen's for drama and mm. for great ratings. Yeah. That's I what she's that's alleging. Her, that's yeah. her allegation for sure. I, I know we just gave the quote before, no one knows how much it takes for a man to take care of someone who's sick all the time. Do you think we would ever say that about a wife? I feel like that's an no. interesting gender thing to be like, we can't expect men to take care of their sick female partners. What? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can that's you a good imagine point. someone being like, oh, well, we can't expect my wife to stick by me while I'm desperately ill. It's just not a conversation we would have. No, absolutely not. In June 2016, Yolanda was weighing up whether or not she wanted to return for her fifth season with Real Housewives. She wrote in her memoir, the thought of starting filming for a new season weighed heavily on me. Of course, I wanted to fulfil my obligation to my contract and I could have used the paycheck. On the other (laughs) hand, I learned that money can't buy the health and happiness I deserve. After all the spiritual work I did, the show really didn't resonate with me anymore I knew it was time to move on in June 2016 Yolanda posted the following to Instagram I would have loved a more graceful exit than season six but sometimes we don't get to control the ending chapters in our life 
I am leaving what's over without denying its past importance in my life. I don't really know what she means by that. No. <laughs> I believe that every exit is a new entry. And with that in mind, I say goodbye to my Bravo TV family as I continue to focus on my recovery, my children, and bring back the privacy within our home. Thank you to all the fans for your love and unwavering support these past four years. I am grateful for the housewife experience and all it has taught me. I'm excited about this choice and look forward to the next chapter of my life life she put the word choice in capital letters <laughs> i was not booted off the show no and i think as a real housewives fan this is something we see the producers are brutal with whether or not you get another season back and there's always a lot of gossip about who was too boring to keep on yeah. the show so when housewives choose to leave they make it abundantly clear that it was their choice so the real housewives stuff was officially over just as yolanda's second daughter bella was making strides towards becoming a supermodel. We're going to talk all about that after the break. Zara, 2016 was a massive year for the then 19-year-old Bella Hadid. In Jan, she made her Chanel Couture debut alongside sister Gigi at Paris Fashion Week. That same month, she also starred in an ad campaign for Marc Jacobs' spring-summer collection. By May, Dior announced that she was their new ambassador for their makeup line. By the end of the year, she was named British GQ's Model of the Year. Teen Vogue wrote at the time, supermodel status is sure to follow. I have to be honest, one thing that's always annoyed me about the, the term supermodel is there's actually no criteria. It's not like a driver's license. Either you've passed the test or you haven't. Mm. It's like anyone can throw around the term. And who, who decides? decides? Is it Anna Wintour? Anna Wintour decides at Vogue, we now use the word supermodel, supermodel? to I truly her. don't know, but it is interesting to me that Teen Vogue wrote supermodel status is sure to follow. <laughs> it's like, when will it happen? Yeah, it's so <laughs> confusing. In a cover story for Allure that same year, Bella did comment on the ongoing comparisons that people made between herself and Gigi. The story read, outside of shoots, Bella doesn't want to be put in any box or seen as a carbon copy of her sister. It's one reason she dyed her naturally blonde hair. I just have a darker personality, she said. And my sister being blonde and me being brunette, it's a good separation. I put a blonde wig on and think it would be fun to go back, but I am happy with my hair. Blondes are so angelic. My sister can get away with anything. I went back and tried to look at all these photos of Bella when she was young and I can't find her with as blonde hair as her sister. It's really interesting to me. I can't either. I'm in a couple of minds about this. One part of me is like, wow, this is very particular crafting of two very disparate celebrity images, right? And I'm like, surely they weren't doing that from when Gigi and Bella were very young. No, I think they were. But I think they were because of, I mean, if Bella was getting a nose job at the age of what, 14? then yeah, they were focused on this stuff. I actually think... We've never really seen her as blonde as she could have been. And I think looking at the timeline, I'm pretty sure she had her hair dark for when she was in the background of Real Housewives. So it's kind of a little dystopian, but I'm pretty sure Yolanda and Muhammad maybe were curating these celebrity images for their children when they were literal children. Yeah. If not then, certainly as she got to her mid to late teens, it became very clear the images that they were both trying to put out to the world. Yeah. Like they were very disparate images. It was kind of that idea that if you are booking Gigi for a campaign, then you weren't going to book Bella because she's a different look. Mm. It's kind of an easy way for it not to get competitive between them. 
Bella's status as a celebrity was also in full flight, as we know, thanks to her relationship with The Weeknd. They were making several public appearances throughout the year. And I think quite similarly to Gigi and Zayn, they were also quite public Mm. as a couple. We knew them together. I mean, in October, they took a trip to Tokyo. They posted photos together to Instagram. So they weren't trying to keep this relationship under wraps. They were very happy to be defined as well by the relationship. Yeah, what's so interesting though is just a month after that Tokyo trip, People magazine confirmed whispers that they had split. A source told the publication their schedules have been too hard to coordinate and he is <laughs> focusing on finishing and promoting his album. They still have a great deal of love for one another and will remain friends. The person that wrote that is the same person who wrote Gigi and Cody's breakup announcement. Yeah, I agree with that. Now this wasn't ideal timing, Michelle, because that piece was published on November 10. It was just a few weeks later on November 30, 2016, when Bella was walking in her very first Victoria's Secret runway in Paris. And who would she have to now walk past on the runway? Well, The weekend, of course, who had signed on to perform. Yeah, when Bella was asked about this definitely awkward situation, she told E! News, this is his second year performing and I think he's going to kill it. There is no awkwardness. He is my best friend and I'm excited because I'm walking during his performance. Yeah, so I'm like, how broken up were you? (laughs) Perhaps another of the more amusing details around this story was when on the same day as the catwalk, the Daily Mail published a story with the headline, Missing Someone? Bella Hadid is caught looking at photo of ex-boyfriend The Weeknd (laughs) kissing her. So unfortunate. The story read... The brunette beauty was on a plane with her fellow Victoria's Secret models and bound for Paris when she was seen looking at a picture of the singer kissing her. The moment was captured by model Kelly Gale, who took a Snapchat video from the seat behind Bella on the plane. (laughs) You would just kill her. Imagine if your friend did this and you're in the background looking at something so embarrassing. From what we can tell, Kelly was just like documenting the trip. But fans, (laughs) you know what eagle-eyed fans are like, kind of zoomed in on what Bella was looking at on her phone and compared what was on her screen to public images of the couple and started to realise, oh, my God, Bella is looking at photos of her in the weekend kissing. Bella's just like me. I've had many a time when I've sat on a plane and scrolled through my old iPhone photos. She's just like us. Yeah, I know. It, well, I, I would say there are not many people who have broken up with someone and not gone through photos. Yeah. It's just like, oh. It's so it, embarrassing it that was this so, is public. And the Daily Mail deliberately <laughs> published this on the morning of the catwalk. There's no doubt about it. Now, neither Bella or The Weeknd acknowledged the story, but she looked pretty powerful walking down that runway. The Weeknd was singing Starboy as she entered the stage. And social media did explode when they were eventually able to get footage of this. The video of the moment she was walking down the catwalk. Past him, yep. Has 196 million views on YouTube at the time of recording. We will upload. <laughs> this clip to Instagram yes, because it's pretty cool. Yeah, one Twitter user summed up the moment pretty well in a tweet that was liked more than 45,000 times. It read, Tonight Bella Hadid fulfilled every girl's fantasy of running into their ex-boyfriend looking as hot as humanly possible. You go, girl. The stakes are pretty high for this. I mean, it's a massive gong for her to get Vic's secret. She's walking past her ex-boyfriend. And she just nailed it. Like, she looks so good. Especially considering, as you say, it was her first time. So the nerves would have been super high. 
I'm just not sold that they were actually, not to like ruin the allure, I'm not sold that they were actually <laughs> broken up at this time is all. The way that she lightly brushes him as they're walking past makes me think that they were maybe technically broken up, but in that phase of we're broken up, but we still sleep together and yeah. we're still in contact. So we just don't have the label of together, but for all intents and purposes, we're still in each other's lives. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. They get back together. So, so I think that lends itself to your theory. Yes. So now that we know that Bella was quote unquote single, <laughs> I put that in inverted <laughs> commas, let's check in with Gigi and Zane. In July 2017, Gigi and Zane graced the cover of American Vogue and featured in an extended photo shoot for the publication that also included a now 18-year-old Anwar Hadid. In this pretty iconic cover, both Gigi and Zayn wore these ornate suits and Gigi was photographed looking into the camera while Zayn looked at Gigi. The cover line read, Gigi and Zayn shop each other's closets. Now that headline doesn't sound too bad, but spoiler alert, things were about to go very, very wrong because the headline for the interview inside the magazine, which was written by journalist Maya Singer, read like this. Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik are part of a new generation who don't see fashion as gendered. Maya Singer's opening is really something. She wrote, Midway through Virginia Woolf's novel Orlando, a startling transformation takes place. Our hero, Duke Orlando, awakens from a seven-day slumber to find that he has switched genders. Orlando had become a woman, Wolf writes, but in every other respect, Orlando remained precisely as he had been. The change of sex, though it altered their future, did nothing whatever to alter their identity. He became they. The pronouns shift, but the person remained the same. Wolf's words, written in 1928, could easily be mistaken for a manifesto posted yesterday on Tumblr, the preferred platform for the growing cohort of fluid young people who, like Orlando, breezily crisscross the XXXY divide. I am <laughs> stunned that I, I actually don't think I read the piece at the time, to be honest, when I saw the drama around this. But just to be clear, this is an interview with Gigi and Zayn that Gigi and Zayn are the faces of mm. that opens by talking about a trans story. Other people are interviewed in this. It's like a, a story that Gigi and Zayn are definitely the face of. But they That not- is trying to be so many things. I can't figure out if this was supposed to be a piece about androgynous fashion, if it was supposed to be a piece about gender fluidity or a piece about the trans experience, which, let's be clear, are three very different things. Yeah, and then you put Gigi and Zayn just as the face of it all. Who like, aren't gender fluid and aren't trans. No. And, okay, maybe wear androgynous fashion, but if that's what we're talking about, let's just stick very strictly to that. It's a completely strange story to wade through because I think you get the vague impression. I mean, this is our impression after reading this article five years after the controversy, is that what could have happened here is that Gigi and Zayn thought they were signing up for one thing, which was, as you say, a piece about androgynous fashion, while the journalists decided to sort of make them the faces of gender fluidity. Like none of the quotes from Gigi and Zayn, at least the ones that are in the piece, deviate from anything about just chopping each other's closets. Like wearing Zayn's shirt. The piece, though, is bizarre like completely bizarre in how many things it was trying to do and how many issues it was trying to cover it's a bad piece i mean here's an exchange from Gigi and zane that's included in the story for these millennials at least descriptives like boy or girl rank pretty low on the list of important qualities and the way they dress reflects that 
I shop in your closet all the time, don't I? Hadid, 22, flicks a lock of dyed green hair out of her boyfriend's eyes as she poses the question. Yeah, but same, replies Malik, 24. What was that T-shirt I borrowed the other day? The Anna Sue, asks Hadid. It went on. Yeah, Malik says, I like that shirt. And if it's tied on me, so what? It doesn't matter if it was made for a girl. Hadid nods vigorously. Totally. It's not about gender. It's about like shapes and what feels good on you that day. And anyway, it's fun to experiment. So it's all about fashion. It's about fashion. But even sort of the lines from the journal leading into their quotes makes it about gender. It sets it up as something that I'm not sure Gigi and Zane were actually talking, talking I mean, about. We are giving Gigi and Zane the benefit of the doubt here, but I also think it's probably worth giving them the benefit of the doubt here because I think the people most at fault are Vogue and the journo. The piece kind of went on with Anwar piping up, who yelled, we're chill, he calls out from a picnic table not far away. People our age, we're just chill. You can be whoever you want as long as you're being yourself. That verges into identity discussion. Sort of. But not... But it's also just saying... It's a platitude. This is the thing. I sort of do want to take these quotes at face value because that's all we've got from Anwar, Gigi and Zane. And he's also not really talking about gender identity. He's just talking about being authentic to who you are. He's saying, be yourself. Fashion is representative of who you feel like you are, wear what you want. So anyway... The response to this piece was, as you might have expected already, hearing the opening paragraph, not all that great. Many people took umbrage with the term gender fluid being used to describe two cisgender celebrities in a straight relationship borrowing one another's clothes. In fact, Vogue only interviewed one trans person for the piece, who was editor and activist Tyler Ford. It also felt like the piece was trying to do so many things at once and it didn't do any of them all that well in response to the cover cosmopolitan ran a story by activist and author jacob tobiah which was titled i'm gender fluid vogue got a minute to talk about this new cover now that was a really great piece that is absolutely worth a read zara you're going to read out a short section from it yeah this is one quote from the piece when gender bending culture comes into the mainstream to the cover of vogue for example a place that it rightfully deserves to be it should be gender non-conforming people not cisgender people presented as gender non-conforming people who get to put it out there I think if we are to look at Gigi and Zane in this context and maybe if we are to pinpoint what could be their biggest crime here, it's probably even if they knew that the piece was about androgynous fashion, probably not being the ones to step back and say, oh, maybe actually this isn't our place to be like the faces of this just yet when it's early days of us having this conversation. But I would say that from my perspective anyway, that might be their biggest crime in their involvement here because there is there is a world where they didn't know where this story was going. I would love to know as well. I truly think that Gigi and Zane's PR people would have had approval on the cover. Yeah. And the cover and the title on the cover, Shop Each Other's Closets, to me is very vague, very, vague, very non-offensive. I wonder if they had approval of the article. If they did, they got it wrong, 100%. They would, should never have greenlit that article. I, it's just so but hard I'm not to know. They would have. Yeah. yeah. Writing for BuzzFeed in a piece titled This Vogue cover on the new gender fluid trend is really pissing people off. Writer Stephanie McNeil joked, Hello Vogue, just because you borrow your boyfriend's shirt doesn't mean you're gender fluid. <laughs> 
In response, Vogue had to issue a statement that read, the story was intended to highlight the impact the gender-fluid non-binary communities have had on fashion and culture. We are very sorry the story did not correctly reflect that spirit. We missed the mark. We do look forward to continuing the conversation with greater sensitivity. As far as our research could tell, Gigi and Zane never commented on the controversy. And from my reading of Anna Wintour, and I feel like I have read a bit about her now that I've read Amy O'Dell's recent biography, I, it does take a lot for her to want to issue an apology. Yes. Yeah. So I think this <laughs> controversy and this noise must have been so loud even for Vogue and Anna. Well, when we sat down to think, okay, are we going to do a series on the Hadids? I think the Vogue gender fluid it's story was one about. of the first things we thought about when it comes to this family's controversies. This was bad and I wouldn't be surprised if it changed the way that Gigi and Zane did press in the future. I agree. So what was Bella up to while all of this was happening? Well, in January 2017, less than two months after her and The Weeknd called it quits, he was photographed kissing none other than Selena Gomez in LA. So funny how all these scandals sort of like run into each other. <laughs> we should one day do a graph or like some kind of chart that shows all the interwoven stories that Within get mentioned in multiple scandals. Yeah, 100%. Reportedly, Bella unfollowed Selena on Instagram the day after images of her and The Weeknd making out were published in People. Yeah, there was an unfollow. It's not like Bella and Selena were close friends, but they definitely moved in the same circles I think you could probably say they were at the very least work acquaintances maybe or industry acquaintances Bella's sister Gigi was close friends with Taylor Swift who was best friends with Selena so these two women were not unknown to each other no not at all a week later Bella posted a photo of herself giving the finger to the camera now this image had no caption but fans were quick to assume like fans often do (laughs) that this was a message to the weekend and Selena Gomez Anything to that, do you think? No, yeah. I, I don't think so. I think supermodels like Bella Hadid are often photographed with their finger up. Just it's like being they, edgy. Being an edgy supermodel yeah. gal. I also yeah. think leave it to Selena Gomez's fans to read everything into a situation. Yeah. In March 2017, Elle reported that Selena and The Weeknd had both unfollowed Bella on Instagram back so ditto (laughs) they made several public appearances as a couple they also worked the Met Gala together in May 2017 and the weekend reportedly planned his tour dates around Selena's kidney transplant surgery so became quite clear that Selena and the weekend were pretty serious pretty quickly yeah they did break up in November 2017 about a year after Bella and the weekend had broken up suddenly the weekend was single again so was Bella but we'll touch back in with them in a little bit because Zara, by late 2017, Gigi Hadid got herself into a pretty sizable amount of hot water. Yeah, so it was nearly time for the 2017 Victoria's Secret fashion show and Bella and Gigi were both announced as models. It was Bella's second time walking, Gigi's third. However, Gigi's announcement was met with outrage because this catwalk was set to take place in Shanghai. In a piece for BuzzFeed News titled Chinese People Are Flooding Gigi Hadid's Instagram telling her she's not welcome in China by reporter Cassie Cho. The writer explained her announcement was met with anger by a lot of Chinese people who remembered a video uploaded earlier this year by Hadid's sister Bella. The video, which shows Hadid squinting her eyes to look like what appears to be a Buddha cookie on their table, 
angered a lot of people who proceeded to call her out and drag her on social media. Mm. While this was all going down on social media, Zayn Malik thought it would be a good time to chime in. He tweeted, trust me, she likes Asians' winky face in response to the situation. Yeah, Yolanda didn't do so well either. She decided to weigh in on the situation, tweeting... Only a toxic mind will perceive holding a chocolate laughing Buddha as racist. Hashtag practice happiness. Hashtag practice kindness. It was around this time, actually, that people started to share the racist clip of Yolanda talking about Gigi's eye shape on Real Housewives as well. When you look at the photo of Gigi and then the clip of Yolanda in unison, it does at least paint the family in a certain way when it comes to racism. It's pretty surprising to me that they chose to handle it like this on Twitter. Practice happiness, practice kindness. Imagine gaslighting people that much. Also, trust me, she likes Asians' wink face. Yeah, that's fucking strange. According to BuzzFeed News, people were flooding Gigi's Instagram account with comments telling her she was racist and not welcome in China before she ended up disabling comments on her announcement post. People then commented on her other posts on Instagram and demanded an apology. So on September 8, 2017, she did share an official apology to her Weibo page. Of course, Weibo being the biggest social media platform in China. It read, it hurts me to hurt anyone. And I want you all to know that it was never my intent to offend anyone through my actions. And I sincerely apologize to those who were hurt or felt let down by me. Mm, Her apology continued. I have the utmost respect and love for the people of China and cherish the incredible memories I have made while visiting in the past. I've learned to be very careful of how my actions can come off or be portrayed and I'm hopeful that you'll accept my apology. I hope to meet many of you and let you get to know me for me. I do not condone hurtful behaviour and want people and fans of all backgrounds to know they are welcomed, loved and respected around me and by me. This story is a fascinating one, Zara, because Gigi did not walk in the 2017 Victoria's Secret fashion show. She, of course, told us she was going to be, but she was removed from the lineup before the show happened. Now... The reason we got at the time was that she didn't have the correct visa to enter the country or any visa at all. Yeah, just ahead of the show, she wrote on Twitter, I'm so bummed I won't be able to make it to China this year. Love my VS family and will be with all my girls in spirit. Can't wait to tune in and see everyone in the beautiful show I know it will be and already can't wait for next year. We don't know the reason Gigi wasn't able to secure a visa to enter China. Many speculated that she wasn't allowed to enter because of the racism allegations. In a story for Teen Vogue, writer Alyssa Hardy said, while some have cited other models having issues with visas, the majority feel like it might have something to do with the viral video of her that was posted to Snapchat a few months ago. While it does seem likely that the blowback from the video could have caused Gigi's absence this year, neither Victoria's Secret nor Gigi have confirmed the rumours. This would be a pretty big coincidence if it was purely coincidence. (laughs) It would be a big coincidence if it was a coincidence, yes. So we've now made it to 2018 and things unfortunately are about to get rockier for Gigi Hadid. On March 13 that year, The Sun published an exclusive story with the headline, Different Direction. Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid split after more than two years together. The article went on to explain that, and I quote, a source close to the couple revealed that they have grown apart to having been together for a long time. The anonymous source was also quoted saying they have crazy work schedules and that put pressure on any relationship. 
This wasn't the first time that there were rumours that these two had split, but this was one of the legit times. Correct. The same day that that came out, Zane and Gigi released separate statements online announcing that they had indeed broken up. Zane's statement read, Gigi and I had an incredibly meaningful, loving and fun relationship and I have a huge amount of respect and adoration for her as a woman and friend. She has such an incredible soul. I am grateful to our fans for respecting this difficult decision and our privacy at this time. We wish this news could have come from us first. We love you all, Zane. Gigi's statement was more emotional than that. Yeah. She said, breakup statements often seem impersonal because there is really no way to put into words what two people experience together over a few years. I am forever grateful for the love, time and life lessons that Z and I shared. I want nothing but the best for him and will continue to support him as a friend that I have immense respect and love for. As for the future... Whatever's meant to be will be. She loves leaving that door Door a little ajar. (laughs) She really does (laughs) in these statements. They're pretty vulnerable and candid breakup statements. Yeah, maybe because they were released before these two were actually ready to talk about it publicly. I mean, that Mirror article clearly came out before they had gotten their ducks in a row. And Gigi in particular sounded in that statement like she wasn't ready to give it maybe. No, I reckon she broke up with him. Yeah, and I think you are probably a bit more emphatic in your emotion yep. if you're the one, I do think, because there's a bit of guilt. It's a, it's uh, this a, is also based on absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're just riffing yeah. with pure shit. Yeah, no, but as for the future, whatever's meant to be will be. Will be. If, if someone broke up with me if, and then wrote that in their statement, I'd be like, that's a little annoying. Yeah, if you've been dumped, you're not writing whatever's meant to be will be. If you're the dumper, that's what you say. Yeah, yeah the dumpy writes that. Correct. Now, little did they know, of course, we know, (laughs) that they want to get back together and things would capitulate even more. But that's not the only scandal that we need to talk about in our next episode, Mish, because Gigi and Bella's dad, Muhammad... We haven't mentioned him in like three episodes. No way. He's about to find himself in one of the more embarrassing headlines we can recall. Yeah. One of the messiest celebrity breakups to hit the media in a little while. But guys, all of that and more on the next installment of Scandal. As you guys know, if you want that episode right now, you can <laughs> get salacious, that juicy right now. All you have to do is subscribe to our subscription offering, Shame More, on Apple Podcasts. You can binge all of our Scandal series at once. Mish, anything to add? Anything we need to tell the listeners before we wrap this one up? Maybe if you enjoyed this episode, screenshot it and put it up in your Instagram stories and tag us. Or show us where you listen to this. I love seeing A couple people of instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on your Instagram story. That's it, team. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears on Thursday. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.